can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max. So I feel like I, I feel like we haven't done this in a really long time. We have though. Well, you missed last week. Last week we got together on Instagram. And first off, before we jump into that, hey, everybody, this is Rudy Stankowitz. This is the Talking Pools podcast, and I am I'm the co-host with... of the podcast. I... Andrea, interrupt us. Drink. I was announcing you, but sure, go ahead. <laughs> throw it out there for everybody to hear. Hello, I'm Andrea. Yeah, well, I mean, if I'm nothing if not consistent. (laughs) There you go. So yeah, so last week we got together on Instagram and we did a live thing. You were invited. Okay. But you missed it. So (laughs) So we weren't on it. You were on it. (laughs) I was on it with Kelly, Dan, and Heather. Um, So when I say we you guys did not invite me. But regard well, maybe that's why it went so smoothly. In either case, oh my god, how rude! We were, we were talking about chloralkali, and we were talking about the EPA's ban on asbestos and how that's going to affect the production of chlorine for the pool industry, which went on, and ultimately that became a Tuesdays with Kelly and Dan episode. So you can actually oh. hear that in, in its entirety. On their episode for last week, actually. So last Tuesday. Cool. But one check of the things you shouldn't check it out because it's I, good news. Yeah. It tells you well, what's I was coming up in the instructing future. the listeners to check it out. But yeah, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Yes, they should check it out also if they haven't listened to it already because there will be scarcity in product and there will be skyrocketing prices and it will be unavoidable if this EPA ban goes through. uh yeah that's really gonna be suck (laughs) shitty sucky crappy yeah but here's the thing that i i get you know what they we talked about it we talked about why it's important we talked about how it ties into the manufacturing process of a lot of different chemicals that we make i want to know though and forgive me if i accidentally call somebody out hasa brentag every chemical manufacturer in the industry are you ready i want to know what your contingency plan is, what you're doing to ensure that 2023 is not a repeat of the shit show we had for 2021-2022. That's what I want to know. What's your plan, man? That's it. I want to know what the backup plan is because I want to know 
what the manufacturer is doing to make me feel better about doing business with them. I want to know that I don't need to go into 2023 worrying about product availability because they have these fail safes in place. And I think they should share that information with not only us, but with all of our listeners. I agree. Wouldn't that make you feel better instead yeah. of just not knowing what the f- is going on? Well, I'm speaking for myself here as a pool tech, you know, you have to let the customer know what's going on with their pool. Otherwise, you're going to get an angry phone call or a, you know, rude emails. We're the same. We're customers. We'd like to know. And if there's a shit storm on the horizon, you want to let them know about it ahead of time. And if there's something that's going on that's going to be beyond your control, let them know what you are going to be doing to deaden the impact. We talk about buffers Mm -hmm. all the time, borates. Total alkalinity. We'll check this out. We want to know what our buffer is to ensure the season is not going to be a total cluster. Yeah, man. Let us know. We deserve to know. We do, right? Everybody has a right to know. So with that, today we're going to talk about something kind of interesting. I want to talk about how to calculate pool gallonage chemically. But before we get into that, I wanted to see what you had going on. And then we actually have a couple of listener questions. Well, it's fun that you decided to want to talk about it. And I feel like it's because I've actually asked you that specific question several times in the last, I don't know, week or so, two weeks, maybe in the last month. I I feel like I've asked you a lot and uh, just it's not sticking in my head. So I'm glad that we are doing this because... It's helpful, and I I could have used it sticking into my head sooner is what I'm getting at. Not that that's your fault. It is helpful. It's kind of your fault. No, it is helpful. It's super helpful. There's a few more steps involved to it, but you know what? It's not a different formula for every shape pool. It's one formula that works in all shape pools. Even if it's a giant friggin' amoeba-looking thing, it will work in that swimming pool, and It is so much more accurate. Accuracy within 1,000 gallons. You can't even do that with math on a rectangular pool. We have a question. Oh, finally. It's from AZ Pool Watch Pool Services from Mike over there at AZ Pool Watch. He asks, he wants to know how to find employees when all organic forms like friend groups, church, Facebook groups, things like that are all tapped out. He says, maybe it's just my own personal nightmare, but that's where I'm struggling. Thank you guys for all you do in the industry. Where to find employees? Absolutely. Yes. I've never had to look for employees. Uh, He wants to, he's asking where can he find employees everywhere he's tried? Every idea he has is tapped. He's tried them all. He can't find people so he needs staff i would go to the fire department i would why the fire department firemen have super awesome hours they work something like one day on seven days off or something along those lines one day on three days off so you could actually i don't know whatever even if it's one day on two days off they still have a lot of time off and a lot of firemen like to fill that time off with something else, as long as you can work around them having to do the one day that they have to do every so often. Here you have somebody who's used to busting ass. They're used to being outside. They're used to working under grueling conditions and they're looking for extra money. It could be a long-term employee for you as long as you can work around that day that they have to have off so that they can be a fireman. 
Take a look at the fire department. Also take a look at transitioning veterans. Get a hold of your local VA. Find out our whatever local veterans groups there are. Touch base with them. See if they have a job board. Veterans are good at looking at job boards. List it there. Transitioning veterans, people who are just getting home from overseas that are trying to figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to transfer their skills into the civilian workforce. I would hit up some of those folks as well. I found the job that I have now, which I enjoy very much, by a flyer hanging up at Horner. There you go. Assign it a distributor. Steal, steal employees go. from somebody else. If, if you can't find your own, Mike, <laughs> go take somebody else's. That's what Andrea's advice is. I mean, that's not how it happened, but... <laughs> it's pretty much what happened. Maybe, you know, put, your, put yourself out there. But maybe maybe the good people in the area don't know you're hiring. Andrea says you're not going to get a job if you don't put out. So jump on that. <laughs> I'll go with it. I'll, I'll say that. I'll take credit for that. <laughs> Do you know Joel Thompson? Because Joel Thompson's out at Hokalia Pools. Hokalea I don't Pools. know. I believe, he, I believe he's out there in California. But I have to I have to read this email that I got from him because... It's interesting. It says, hey, guys, I tried calling, but no answer. It's not the first time. It's understandable. Everybody gets busy, but apparently Rudy's too busy to answer his phone. (laughs) What? So as a podcast host, (laughs) (laughs) that's what it says. And then it goes on to say, so I just listened to the latest podcast about health officials that reminded me of a time when one of our accounts was, which was a commercial health club. We had just acquired this account and it was renovated and the health official came to test the water in the spas and the pool on the same day we got there. First time for is stepping foot a uh, first time for them stepping foot on the property. One of the spas, she says, was zero chlorine. I knew it wasn't true, so I asked her to check again, which she did. She said again it was zero. However, I did see that it turned pink, quickly cleared up. So I tested it, or I asked her again to test it, but this time half spa water, half tap water. Now she got a pink color. We did the math per the Taylor instructions. So whoever, it turns out, whoever dosed the spa dosed it to 20 parts per million. Still couldn't open the spa because of high chlorine, but it showed me that the person didn't know how to properly use a Taylor test kit. Anyway, she thanked us for the help, and we were good to go. So what do you think about that? That's a really common thing. I actually ran into that um, a couple of times. Rudy not answering the phone? Well, yeah. (laughs) Actually, I don't know. You're good at answering the phone. Sometimes you don't answer Facebook Messenger. There. Well, you know what? There's like 500 different means of communication, and the best ways to get a hold of me is probably email. I do try to field as many phone calls as I can. Joel, sorry I did miss yours, but I do appreciate you calling to share that with us. And you're right. Not all health officials have the level of training in water testing that you do. And again, that's not because of any lack of intelligence. They just 
have many, many things on their plates. So they don't have the opportunity to be that master of all, right? Jack of all trades, master of none. So they know a lot of stuff about a lot of different things, just not enough to master one of them. Well, I'll, I think I've talked about this before. I had a, I had a, a similar experience with the, um, when, where was I talking about this? Did we, I don't know, maybe if I mentioned out of the show or maybe I talked about it in one of the, um, one of the IPSA meetings, if anybody's interested in joining one of those, by the way. Um, but anyway, so I had a health inspector that was closing my pool for high pH or low. I can't remember. Something was wrong with the pH. It was either too high or too low. And, um, it was like two weeks went by and they kept saying, no, it's, it's still wrong. It's still wrong. So I finally met them there and this health inspector had a trainee and he had the trainee do the test and I watched her do the test and she did it completely wrong there. I could see that her bottle was a different color. You know, the pH bottle had like stained pink and I'm like, well, so I told the guy and I'm like, I took my test kit and I did a side by side and I'm like, look, this is what I'm getting. And I can see, oh, and they had their, the FAS DPD bottle, the yellow, the little yellow one was all black stained and stuff. And I'm like, I think you guys aren't doing this right. And turns out they weren't. So then the guy took the test from her and did it correctly. So, but to your point, um, yeah, they don't necessarily know all the interferences i think we talked about that a little bit and wayne talks about it um there there's lots of different interferences and things that can skew your test and the health inspectors or and or just maintenance people testing might not know about those things so um that flash out can be a real killer though if you don't notice it so yeah so it does happen it's not uncommon and again i, I don't don't ever put in the subject matter. I guess Rudy's too busy to answer the phone. You're lucky I looked at the email at all. Anyway, I was going to say, no, it, it seemed like that got your attention. <laughs> but I, you know what? I know Joel. He's, he's been a bit of a goof, I'm sure, but still it kind of threw me off. So whatever. you know what? Maybe I have all, a question. Maybe all my, I have a question start with that. What's your question? I think so. I think that should be your email address. I want to know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know. And here's the thing. I'm going to I'm going to have you guys spam Rudy's talking pools Gmail inbox cuz he won't let me read any of the emails. So spam him. My question is does anybody else dream about water every night? Do you, like every night there's like a pool or an ocean or something in my dream and I figured it's because I look at about you know 10 to ever many pools a day. Am I the only one? Okay, Moana, let's move on to the next subject. <laughs> Email us, talkingpools at gmail.com. Yo, pool dudes and dudettes. Rudy and Andrea will be right back and talking how to calculate pool gallons chemically right after these messages. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable, and these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now 
Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical cost and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. Hey, why'd you take my stuff? Okay, okay. I'll say it, geez. A pool industry icon and I don't know what that means but whatever. A pool industry icon has joined the Talking Pools podcast team of hosts. Their debut episode will be on Thursday, December 15th, with regular episodes every Thursday. And will be just like World of Warcraft. <laughs> okay, it won't be like World of Warcraft at all. Kelly and Dan will reveal the identity of the new Talking Pools podcast host on the December 13th episode of Tuesdays with Kelly and Dan. We are super excited to have this pool care guru join our team. Okay, I said it. Now give me back my backpack. Calculating gallonage chemically. We all know the traditional... Oh good, we're back to this. We all know the traditional methods of calculating gallonage, where you calculate the surface area, multiply it by the depth, come up with the cubic feet of area, then we multiply that number by 7.5 because that's the amount of water that a single cubic foot would hold. Bird. Now, but here's my here's where I have come up with a question, a problem of of thing. So that is not, that's like the whole pool, like, but we don't fill up the pool all the way to the top of the coping. It is. It's an estimate. So then you could be like 10,000 gallons off or something like that. You could be. In fact, a lot of health department permits are five to 10,000 gallons off on a regular basis. But again, to your point, we don't fill them all the way up to the top. Surface area times (laughs) depth times 7.5. The only difference in the formula is the means that you use to calculate surface area. And that means is determined by the shape. And when you you have have a squiggly pool, you can't do length times width. I'm a little sweary today. I'm sorry. Well, at that point you got it. Squiggly pool. Yeah. An amoeba shape of a puke shaped, a puke pile shaped pool. Um, you have to do a whole bunch of measurements and then add them all together. And it probably takes, for someone like me, it would be a half a day of just trying to 
keep track of everything. I'm not very good with stuff like that. Well, maybe not a half a day, but what everybody has taught is, is that you break the pool into recognizable sections. So if you think you have an oval, there's an oval. If you think you have a kidney, there's a kidney, a circle, a rectangle, whatever. Calculate the gallonage for each shape, and then you're correct. Add them together. How accurate do you think that is? I think it is slightly less accurate than when we do just a rec- rectangle or a square, which is also just the fact that we don't even fill the pools all the way up. Correct. So, and then considering when you do have those amoeba-shaped pools, when you do have a large grotto or a large surge pit, anything along those lines, this chemical formula takes all of that into consideration. And like I said, it's accurate to within a thousand gallons. And that's not something that you get. You don't get that level of accuracy when you're measuring by hand in the traditional means of measure. And honestly, like it's, it's for me, like I have been trying to learn the formula because it would just be so much easier and faster than walking around the pool and like, you know, measuring it and uh, you could just dose it with something easy, like bicarb or salt or whatever. And, um, and do it that way. So yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to take you through it. So the first thing we need to do is take a sample of water. Yes. And put it to the side. This will be known as our before sample. The next thing, the next thing you do, four pounds, and make sure you measure this and also do make sure that you understand that dry chemical is measured by weight, not volume. So take So you can't, yeah. I learned that in baking from Alton Brown. There you go. Another Food Network success. So take your four pounds of baking soda, four pounds of baking soda, sodium bicarbonate, broadcast it evenly across the pool surface with the pump running. Then allow the pump to circulate for an hour to an hour and a half. Now, I want you to take a new sample. This is your after sample. So now we have a before sample and then an after bicarb sample. Probably want to keep your before sample out of the sun. I want to keep both of my samples out of the sun. Well, but this should I assume that you're going to take the after sample and you're going to do stuff with it right away. So I'm going to do stuff with it right away. That's correct. So I want to make sure that I have a sample that's exactly five times the amount of water that I would normally use in my total alkalinity drop test. So normally we use 25 Wait. milliliters. Sorry, what? Let's go back. I want a sample of water five times greater than the amount of water we normally use in our total alkalinity drop test. Why? Because we're going to break down the drops into smaller increments to help us to determine the gallonage of the pool. Oh, okay. So because I'm going to break it down into smaller increments, I need a larger amount of water. I want 125 milliliters instead of 25 milliliters. Okay. This also is that, means is that I'm that's not on the test block. Sorry. No, well, halfway on the on the pH side, right? The 44 milliliter mm-hmm. side is 25 milliliters. I'm going to need a larger vial for this. I'm going to need okay. to have its own separate vial. Now, because I used five times the amount of water, that means I'm going to need to add five times the amount of drops. So normally, how many drops do we add? Two. 
R triple O seven, we add two drops. So two oh, I'm times sorry. five. Well, no, you're right. So two times five would give me ten. So I add ten drops of reagent R triple O seven, which is sodium thiosulfate, the chlorine neutralizer. Now reagent R triple O eight. Normally I the add green how many one. drops? Right, the green one. Number green. That's how many that's drops? what you should have said. Five. Yes. Five. So five times five. Twenty-five. I add twenty-five drops exactly. Are you with I me so far? Said, I almost said ten. Woo! <laughs> All right. So reagent R triple O nine. The chemical in that one is sulfuric acid. I'm still going to add one drop at a time. Swirl in okay. between each drop. Count the number of drops it takes to make the color change from green to that salmon pink color we get. Okay. Except instead of each drop being worth 10 parts per million, now each drop is only worth two parts per million. Okay. Now I want to test using that method for both my before and after samples. I need to calculate the difference between the two. So I need to see how much that four pounds of sodium bicarbonate actually increased the total alkalinity in this pool. I'm going to take a total alkalinity factor. I'm going to give you a factor here, so write this down. Get a pen. 285,600. That's my total alkalinity factor. I'm going to divide that by the part per million change from my before sample to my after sample. Where does the factor come from? Is that just like one of those things that's... It gets a little bit deeper Set. into the chemistry. Okay, never mind. Which is, <laughs> which is a little bit more than I wanted to go into today. It's a but different, we can revisit d- different it. episode. We can revisit it at another time. Exactly. So take the 2,000, or excuse me, the 285,600, divide it by the part per million change in my total alkalinity. That will give me the number of gallons, the amount of water in that pool in gallons. Rudy's formula will work accurately for swimming pools up to 30,000 gallons. Are used on pools greater than 30,000 gallons, you will alter only the amount of bicarb added and the factor used. For pools 31,000 to 100,000 gallons, you will add 12 pounds of bicarb to the pool and use 856,800 as your factor. For pools greater than 100,000 gallons, you will add 16 pounds of bicarb and use 1,142,400 as your factor. Cool. That's amazing. It's not that difficult at all. And you're talking about a little about bit of taking, a process, but you know. It is, and it's going to take an hour and a half, right? At a minimum because you have to wait in between adding your dose and taking that second sample. But then after that, You only have to do this once at the pool. And again, do you need to calculate the dosage or the gallonage at every single pool using this method? No. What? No. (laughs) No. It could be fun. You can. You could. (laughs) But. It could be a day for like a repair tech or something. You could save it for those interesting shapes. Those irregular shaped pools, the free form pools. Anything with a large water feature that holds a lot of water, you can save it for that. 
and then just use the mathematical formula for the majority of the pools on the route. Unless everything you have is a friggin' amoeba, and then God bless you. <laughs> can I can I do it like without going through all that? Can I just like throw in, you know, a dose of bicarb and then come back the next day and just test the pool water and then just do some sort of math wizardry? No. Oh. That's still cool, though. For a couple of reasons. One, <laughs> one, you're not breaking it down into small enough increments to actually give you a number that you can work with. Number okay. two, you're waiting way too much time in between, and there's too many other factors that could have occurred that could change the increase you received from whatever dose of bicarb it was that you added. This okay. is the method that works. I was wondering this, about that. This is the method that works. 285,600 is the factor that works. This will get you within 1,000 gallons. You will not get... The only way you get more accurate than that is to drain the pool completely and then refill it and watch the meter. (laughs) That's it. No, thank you. (laughs) So that's what I wanted to share with you as we get ready to go into 2023. Thank you, because I'm going to start doing that. Well, you should. Not, you not for every shape. pool. Well, you have some funky shapes out there. There are funky shapes. Me personally, I have one pool with, excuse me, uh, not one pool, one stop with seven bodies of water. So I could potentially do this in like a day. Not even <laughs> because you I, could go from pool to pool to pool. Well, yeah, that's what Get I'm all saying. Your befores, do one pool, do let all it your doses. sit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could do it all in about three hours. And I really need to do it. Do it. Do it. Don't tell me do what to it. do. Make it happen. <laughs> that's what I have for you this week. A bit of information. We do definitely appreciate you guys tuning in with us again. My name is Absolutely. Rudy Stanklitz, Talking Pools Podcast. If you like it, give us five stars. I get in trouble when I say some stars. Share it. Invite a friend to listen. A lot of good stuff. More good stuff. Well, to those come. are usually my lines, bro. Um, yeah, so I'm Andrea Nanini. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you check out our other shows that we kind of talked about a little bit in the beginning. But, yeah, there's something for everybody. Check us out. Until next time, be good and be safe. Yeah. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 